And when a guy gets fat and he's not showing up for himself and he's not making the money he wants and his wife doesn't respect him and he doesn't feel like the leader for his kids, that dude's dead inside. Yeah. He's on the verge of eating a bullet. Like, but he won't because he loves his kids. Right. But in the end, he's already dead. And so what do we do? We raise men from the dead. All right, we are back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your parenting podcast for tips and enjoying the journey. I have a super special guest here with you today, a mutual friend of me and my husband, Mr. Kyle Carnahan. Kyle, how's it going? Hello. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast. You're coming all the way from the West Coast, right? Yeah, San Diego. That's awesome. I spent some time in San Diego. I love I love San Diego. I used to live in LA, in like Culver area. Um, but I think Diego has a really cool vibe to it. So I can see that fitting for you, for sure. Yeah, we, this is, I wasn't born here, but raised here. We did a short jaunt in Colorado, but called, it, called us back. Back to the ocean. That's awesome. That's cool. I can see that. And I didn't realize until I heard your um, live the other day. So you're a skater. Yeah. Yeah. Still very much. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. You can still do all the tricks and stuff even when you were a kid. Cool. I mean, not all the ones I used to do when I was a kid. Like, I mean, I could probably figure it out, but sometimes to get one trick will take me like an hour. Like if I'm working on something I used to be able to do and then I'll be limping for like four days. <laughs> so there has to be like a, a build-up plan for uh, like when I'm going to incorporate my leg days in the gym. When I am, there's just I call it safety, old man safety skating. And if you watch me, you probably be like, "That's not safe at all." That guy just ate shit like 17 times. But there's certain things that I know how to kind of roll out of. But there's other things like every trick has its own like uh, escape route. Gotcha. So if you're trying new shit, sometimes uh it's more dangerous so no for sure yeah that makes a lot of sense actually but uh skating was not my sport i when i lived in la i did mess around at the skate park a few times but i'm more of like a basketball football contact sport person so um both like great for athleticism so different than skating though like when i i'm like man i consider myself pretty coordinated and i am like revving it up out here i'm like all killing yeah. myself my, um, when I, when i was at the firehouse in colorado the guys would give me the hardest time like do you remember that there's like, I can't remember what the ad is, but the dad throws a ball to his kid and it like goes to the side. And, and, and I can't remember what, I think it was maybe a Geico commercial or something. Okay, fair enough. And they would always call me that guy. Cause like, yeah, like I can surf, I can skate. You know, I, I do martial arts, but like. Don't give I, me a football. Yeah. That's so football. Like the thing goes to the right and it looks like, it's like, it's all wrist, you know? And it's like, it's so embarrassing. So they would just get me to keep throwing the ball over and over just so they could watch and like. That's it. hilarious. It's great, right? Because you see like this ripped guy, and you're like, "This is great. I want him on my team." <laughs> and then they throw you the first like, right. "Hey, you'll just yeah. be a receiver. You don't have to play QB. There's a lot of other positions. It's fine." <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh I, said, I don't have to like hold the ball at all. I might do okay. Yeah, I'll just be on defense and just grunt at people, and it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, I'm really excited to share you with our audience. Um, so parents, just to give you guys some context. So uh, I always ask people like how they should be introduced because I know Kyle from a business mastermind that we're both a part of and he uh, is a graduate from that program. So he actually has his own company and, and it doesn't even refer to it as a company. He refers to it as a savage tribe of fathers. So he is the representative of uh, superhuman fathers. So I cannot wait to unpack that with him and share that with you. But this guy, I've been watching him on socials. He's just killing it as a human, as a father, as a husband, um, and he's just leveling up in his own life. And these are the fun stories that are like, they're accessible because these people are still going through their transition. And Kyle, as you can already tell, is one of the most down to earth humans uh, alive. So it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun podcast. Um, okay, so Kyle, let's start us off with kind of like the transition you guys are in. I know you just had a really busy week and you're in the process of moving homes and moving careers and doing this thing. So maybe just start with a little context and then what I'm good at is just pulling questions that feel good to me and we'll just kind of go down a few rabbit holes and we'll, we'll have some fun along the way. Yeah. Let's get real. So business is new to me. Um, I've been a fireman for 15 years. I was in, in, uh, I worked at a bank for a while before that. So when I was in my twenties, 
I started as a teller. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I guess I was good with talking to people. So I started cross selling cool. the term that they taught me. And then they were like, Hey, you're good at selling shit. I'm going to put you in this desk. And uh, then they would rate you on how many products you sold. Well, after the first two weeks, I was the best in the region right out the gates. Cause I, I think simply, very simply, I, I would just draw it on the paper. I didn't use any of their, any of their marketing. I would just draw the accounts on the paper. And then I would use an assumptive close. Like you're here for an account. Okay. This is what you get. And then I would put it in the computer and then they would get everything that we offered because that was their only option. I love this. <laughs> so I just, they're like, and they were too scared want, to argue with you. So like, yes, sir. <laughs> so they, want, they wanted me to like train people. And I would do these trainings where I'd like stand up and it was like a, it was like a two and a half minute training. I was like, it was like, uh, it was like Bobby Boucher in the water boy when he tries to teach everyone how to do how, what he does for football. <laughs> I was like, well, I write this down and I draw a bunch of circles and I tell them what they're going to get. And then they get it. Something about the amygdala in there. That's hilarious. And, uh, and, and so that, that went really well. Then they put me in a mortgage seat upstairs because they're like, this guy just, I don't know, he's, he ain't that smart, but people just buy shit from him. And, uh, and then I ended up being like top in the region with the mortgage stuff. People would walk in and I would just help them. Just, like make friends, help people. Yeah. People think too much about it. It's like build connections with people because you love people and then you'll have a great business. So I kind of understood that back then. Um, then, then 2008 hit, I got absolutely obliterated. Um, at the time, I think I had like half a million bucks in a 401k that just disappeared. So that was a kick to the balls. And then, you know, my income went from like 300 grand a year to zero. And, uh, and then I, I became a fireman. Oh, wow. that was, I didn't know that bank story. That's cool. Yeah, that was a massive transition. And I know I'm taking you on a ride here, but there's, down. There's, a, there's a point to it. And uh, that this adventure of becoming a firefighter paramedic was like the most stressful, gnarly shit I could have possibly ever imagined. Like, I am not built for this. I'm not built naturally for these high stress situations. Right. Uh, my hands shake like shake when I get really nervous, like out of control. Like it's obvious. Oh, they're like, Oh, that guy's here to help us. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but what I learned, I learned about exposure and that you can become used to things that you are terrified of by exposing yourself to them over and over and over and over and over again put yourself in the most uncomfortable situation. And eventually that water that was really cold starts to feel nice and comfortable. And um, that was a huge learning lesson through the fire service. And I, I became really good at that job. And I, I learned how to handle myself in massively chaotic situations and lead. Wow. Yes. And now what I do now, I never would be able to do if I hadn't gone through that. I was just having a conversation on our Zoom call. Uh, we just, I just had a Zoom call with 90 guys on it this morning, on a Monday morning. And um, a lot of man tears, a lot of honesty. That's awesome. And uh, one of our guys was talking about financially how we just got absolutely wrecked. You know, the economy's kind of changing. And I told him my story, how I lost everything and how I wouldn't change a thing. Exactly. Not a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. Those, those, those times when we were broke and my wife was driving a Buick, 1992 Buick LeSabre with one hubcap and the ceiling hanging down. And I was so embarrassed and ashamed. She had to drop me off at the firehouse and pick me up like my mom. It was, it was embarrassing. Sure. You know? But but then you know I look around my 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 new place here. Right, it's beautiful. It's beautiful place and a beautiful view and I mean it just doesn't matter. None of it. And so here we are. What matters to me now is having impact. That's it. And so how did we transition from fire to superhuman fathers? It's because I've always done this. I've always helped people. I've always wanted to be of service to people. Always. 
And so any conversations that I've ever had in my life have been deep conversations. I've never wanted to have shallow, how's the weather sports team conversations. Yeah. I'm not, I'm zero interest in that ever. So I've always, yeah. I've always, yeah. always had deep conversations and those deep conversations always lead to a problem. <laughs> people have problems. And then being somebody that likes to help people, well, Comes we're going to work through this together. I love this. I want to ask more about that too. I don't know if now's a good time or later, but I, like, I think what you're doing is so imperative right now for men. And um, so I just have so many questions, but yeah, can, like continue. But as you talk about superhuman fathers, like, can you weave into like your, how you found the need and then what, how it kind of felt right to kind of go into the type of coaching or curriculum that you have, because it's very different. And yeah. I think that's what makes you unique. And I think men obviously are resonating with it and need it. Like I have a lot of fathers on our podcast and a common theme among them, as I'm sure you know, is just, we don't have that same chance to really connect the way that women do. Um, and, and they don't, and they shouldn't connect in the same way that women do, right? Because men are very different. They need a very different type of um, exposure, right? So I, I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, I mean, well, men want results. Like we, we, we want to feel like badasses. We want to feel powerful and capable. We, we, don't, we don't even need love. We just need to be, we, we need to be capable. We need to feel, feel confident. And when a guy gets fat and he's not showing up for himself and he's not making the money he wants and his wife doesn't respect him and he doesn't feel like the leader for his kids, that dude's dead inside. Yeah. He's on the verge of eating a bullet, like, but he won't because he loves his kids. Right. But in the end, he's already dead. And so what do we do? We raise men from the dead. That's what we do. We bring them back. We, we go in to this dark place where they think they're lost. And we shine the light. We show them the way. And we guide them out. Yeah, that's so powerful. Got like this like visual like a phoenix as you're talking. <laughs> you have like a black shirt on too, so it was like perfect. <laughs> Damn, that's amazing. So, and, and you do that. Um, do you find that it's like common things that have gotten them into that place and then common things to help them get out of it. Like I knew you have a big emphasis on health and um, structure and uh, like you said, exposure. I know you do a lot of like Wim Hof stuff and getting people into uncomfortable situations. If you want to talk about some of that, that'd be cool. Yeah. Stress rises because stress will sneak up on you, right? You, you get kids, you get this job and you might, you might land this job that you're excited about because you know, it finally can, pay the rent and pay the bills a little bit. And so you start going to this job and you start having kids and you realize like, okay, well, I'm focused on the job. So you, you got any, maybe you got to be there at seven. So you're like, okay, well, I can't go to the gym in the morning. Maybe I'll go in the evening, but then you have kids. You're like, well, I can't really go in the evening. And then, so now you're just kind of job home and then job home, job home, you start to feel stressed and miserable as the bills start to add up and the kids start getting louder and your wife starts going, Hey, what, is this our life? Well, what, where's, where's the excitement? Like, where's this going? And you're like, I'm trying the best I can. I'm trying the best I can. But in reality, you're not, you're not trying the best you can. You've gotten comfortable in your pain and in this miserable life that you're starting to build, you're putting fat on and you're starting to lose hope and you stop dreaming. At some point, the dream muscle stops. And once that stops, the lights go out. Wow. I'm smiling because it's like, I, I love what you do, Kyle. And I love your style in which you do it. And I'm also like half laughing at myself. Like, I've never had someone like yell dreams <laughs> into me. It's usually this very like creative process. <laughs> That's what makes you so unique. And that is so awesome. <laughs> yes. And, and you're so right. Like, and it sucks. And we all have to go through that death sometimes or multiple times to be like, why yeah. the fuck am I becoming? I don't want to be this fucking person. Like women yeah. have it in their own right. It's like yep. in every way you see it as a parent. I don't want to be that person to my kids. That's a miserable butthead. I don't do that. You see it with your husband. Like that's not the kind of wife I want to be. You see it at work and you're either motivated by that nightmare and you get up and you do something about it or you don't, but it's a choice. And if you decide to be miserable, like I was just talking to Monroe about this, like, if you decide to be miserable, then don't like look for empathy from everybody else because that was your choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, the great epiphany was it was like, hey, uh, this shit's gonna suck. So like 
Are you just going to accept the fact that it's going to suck and thrive in that? Or are you going to let it break you and own you like a slave? So I chose freedom. I chose to embrace all of it, all the anxiety, all the depression, all the inconvenience. Whatever, whatever it took, I embrace all of it. I'm going to show up the way I need to show up with character and integrity, period. That's it. And if I play that game, then I can stay in alignment and stay present. And that's the game. The game is don't drift. And when you drift, bring yourself back. And so now I'm playing this game of how much percentage of my life can I stay in character? Because if I stay in character, I ain't snoozing that fucking alarm. And I'm going to the gym and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to push away my vices and I'm going to listen to God's voice in my head to how I need to act and respond and make moves in my business and serve. And when I walk in my house, it'll be like walking on stage in front of 10,000 people because I'm bringing that much fire and presence to the people that are the most important thing to me, or at least I say they are. It's awesome. And so if I can stay in alignment, on fire, in character, I'm going to win life. Problem is most men fall out of character then they don't even know who they are. And then they put a mask over that mask, over that mask, over that mask. And now we've got layers that we have to dig through to find the core of that man. And he's so weak that there's no way for him to finally be his authentic self until we build him up. We have to build his confidence so he can start to open up. Otherwise there's too much fear and shame Right. Yeah, I don't, don't want to share. Anybody would, not just a guy, a girl too. Same, same. So, so when I say men, it's it it is across both sides. My yeah. and my wife Whitney shares the exact same systems with women with her company, Warrior Mom Fitness. But this idea then is, well, we start with fitness because a man, when a man looks in the mirror and sees that a absolute warrior from three hundred staring him back in the mirror. It reminds him who he is. And now he's more easily going to follow the promptings of his conscience, regardless of they are, because he is now self-validating more. So it's, it's a it's a foothold. It's not everything. Because surely you can have the body and be a gym guy and just be psycho and just be egotistical and be an asshole. For sure. But it's a foothold in the right direction if done with the right intent, connected to spiritual things. Right? Wow. God has blessed me with this body, and so I will respect it. And he is prompting me to take care of it at a high level. And to lead others to do the same, right? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, my gosh. I like there. I could go into so much here. Okay, so you could have called it superhuman men, superhuman. Uh, like it, could, it could have been a focus on the man, but you chose to focus on, and not even husband, you chose to focus on fatherhood. So tell me a little bit more about that, why that was so important. Um, and then, yeah, we'll start there. I'm angry. I'm angry. And I'm still angry. I don't know if I'll never not be angry. And I kind of don't want to not be angry. I used to think it was something wrong with me. And now I realize it's my fucking superpower. You know? And uh, we, here's, the, here's the best part. Like, every single person on this planet is, is kind of weird. And a little bit crazy. Your authentic self is, is, is out there. And people would look at it and be like, oh, that's weird. Ew. Well, when you build the, yourself to a point where you don't care what people think, like you're going to be you regardless, that's very powerful. But also in your authentic self, there's some craziness in there. It can be dangerous. Like, yeah. you know, like they say free spirit, like free spirits will go do a lot of drugs and hookers, cocaine, spend some crazy ass money on some shit they shouldn't be doing. Like, yeah, oh, too far. A little that bit on the fringe. A little bit on the fringe. Yeah, <laughs> on the fringe. I love the concept of discipline and character and integrity because it will protect you when you go into your authentic, crazy self. Mm -hmm. And so then you can just be free. You can be free because you've developed the ability to open it up or close it off depending on what's needed in the situation. That's emotional IQ, obviously, but it's also connecting to God and being in this place where you're always connected. So you're always in a place where you're using your authenticity for good. Right. It can always be abused if the ego takes over. But if you have the right intent, you can be your crazy self. And you've developed the discipline through your regiment over the course of weeks, months, and years. 
And now you're safe just to let go and be you. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And um, do you find that the most of the people that, and I know you said you, what, you have like 500 people to like members now? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, two years. Oh, Kyle, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I love that. I love the reference of the uh, passionate tribe, right? That's amazing. So are most of your uh, members uh, fathers? Yeah, most of them, like 95%. And then we have like, then we have guys from 17 years old up to 75 years old, you know. Just want to be better at life. Yeah, I mean, because, it, well, I mean, really, what is fatherhood? It's leadership. Like, if you're yeah, a good exactly. father, you're a good leader. It's the same. It's synonymous. Like, and, and everyone's a father to someone. And so right. when people ask me all the time, do you have to be a father to be in this? I'm like, are you a man? I'm like, then, you're, then you are a father. I don't really share this story often, but like on one of our second, like second or third date, Monroe brought me to a, um, his church was a youth service and the pastor and youth pastor was talking about like being a male, being like male versus being a man. Yeah. And we were like 20 something. Right. So it was like such a beautiful time to hear this sermon and it was like right at the beginning of our relationship. So I was like, Ooh, high bar. <laughs> it was great. But it's like the, the, the quintessential like male go out conquer but the man cultivates the man sets a structure the man watches something grow and will tend to it day after day after day and so when you say fatherhood to me is very synonymous with leadership to the divine or like the masculine of what a man is um i thought that was so cool so you obviously i know you have a lot of different um dads that come to you and i know you have a lot of very uh, successful people in the business space. I know you have people all over the spectrum, right? When people come to uh, superhuman fathers, like what are some of the things that they're hoping you can help with? And then walk us through a few stories. Like uh, I know you said you go and you shine the light on the darkness, you help them regain their confidence, you help them put systems in place, but whatever comes to your heart, I want people to get a scope and a, like a viewpoint and how this transformation occurs. And you can use any story that comes to your heart. Yeah, we have two two types of people that are drawn to superhuman fathers mainly, and one is entrepreneurs are massively drawn to us. Mm -hmm. uh, one because of the growth that they see and the energy here, and I think visionaries are attracted to other visionaries that are taking action in their life. You know, because we feed off of each other, and so we have a huge group of very successful entrepreneurs, and then other entrepreneurs that are starting their way and just in between jobs right and then of course they see what i've done it's very inspiring to them um, and helps them on their way the other side are our first responders military police fire we also get a lot of teachers but so it's these two sides and then i'm trying to kind of marry them together to teach each other the different concepts that they both have learned in life wow process and you know for for me I, like any any first responder like i want that person to be free to make a decision whether they want to stay or go because that's that's pretty dear to my heart because after 15 years when I was feeling pressure and feeling under the foot controlled by an organization that uh that I loved but nonetheless it was time for the little birdie to fly mm -hmm. and uh they don't want you to go and they don't want you to fly they, they've had control over you for many years and they do not want to see you go and do your own thing because you help the organization. You're 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 a piece of it. You're integral to their success, and I mean, and that's not malice. It's what it is. You are a mom that helps them produce. Right, and and I and I learned so much, and it was a great opportunity. But there was a time when I was like, you know what? I'm done being forced to be into work. Like, I I'm done being under the foot of another man for my finances and being a slave. I'm done. Um, and I wanted freedom. And I want to give these men freedom. That's what I want to give. And freedom comes in different ways. So everyone comes with some sort of bondage. And that bondage may be addiction. You know, I have a lot of guys that come that are trying to quit cocaine. And it starts with drinking and then it goes to cocaine. This is very common. Like, so common that, like, many of the people listening to this podcast or who will hear it, their husband is doing that Jeez. all the time and they don't even know it very common and it's killing them because they know they're trapped by it yeah right and it starts by okay i'm done and then to have one drink two drink three cocaine i make a joke because i live a pretty stringent life like 
like I was eating trail mix the other day and I was taking the M&Ms out and putting them on the table. I was at this mastermind. The guy goes, saving those for later? And I was like, I don't eat those fucking M&Ms. And he's like, like <laughs> just kind of joking because I don't believe M&Ms are bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, Yeah, it's, you have a standard for yourself and they don't need it. So I'm not just going to do it because it's there. I have a filter. Right. And, and and like if someone eats M&Ms, like I, God bless you, eat your M&Ms. I, I don't care. In fact, you can eat M&Ms and you can have a very healthy life. So when I say these things, I have been inspired to take away sweets and treats out of my life completely. Yeah. Right. Because they owned me. Yeah. That's why. My wife, she can play in that realm. I choose not to because I make the joke that I go, no, if I eat those M&Ms, then tonight it's cocaine and hookers. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, it's the gateway drug. It's yeah, sure. one, one M&M, it's just gone. That's it. Off the deep end, you know, but the concept is very true for those guys. And so when they come to a place where they are accepted, even when they're high. Yeah. I'm like, come to the group, be around us. Yeah. I don't care if you just came off a bender. Like, be with us. We're going to call your ass out. We're going to make it very uncomfortable for you. But show up so that you can be exposed. Yeah, that's it. Right? Now, that's one section of people. The other are those that are have made their money. They have a beautiful wife, kids. They have the house on the hill and the car and the dog. They're just like, what's missing? Something is missing here. And those people have just developed a life of selfishness. They haven't learned to serve. It's always, how do I make this easier for myself? Mm -hmm. And so, sure, they've done a good job. They pat themselves on the back and they said, ah, I arrived at the top of the mountain. And then they sit down and they get bored. Of course. And then nothing they have in life gives them any pleasure because they have no adventure. And so we take that guy and we say, welcome. We're going to fuck you up. And you're going to love it. Time to get and uncomfortable. We get him to, to, to grow in every aspect. We start calling him out. Okay, cool. You got that house. Like, what? How much do you make a year? You know, oh, I make 200000 It's nothing, bro. It's embarrassing. Step it up. Why don't you 10 times that shit? Why would you not do that for your wife? And like, like what's your body fat? 15? That's because you're undisciplined. Right? So understand, everybody's at a different place. Like... I'm as undisciplined as that guy, as the guy on cocaine is, as the 300 pound guy is, because we're on different stages working on the next thing. For sure, for sure. And so people get offended sometimes when I speak and I'm like, you don't understand. I am you and you are me. And we're working on different things with our own story. Right. And you're I'm struggling right now because I want to lead this movement as like the most ripped motherfucker on the planet. I have taken away my nicotine, my monsters, my diet sodas, even bread and rice, all treats. Like I get meat, potatoes, vegetables, and fruits. That's all I eat. And I am a food addict. And so when I took that all away, the pressure of staying, keeping my physique actually got harder because I wanted to eat more to, to scratch that dopamine itch. So my struggle right now is not maintaining, but I want to make progress. I want more. I want more muscle, and I want to be more ripped. Why? Why? So I can show off at the beach? No, fuck you. No, I don't care about that. I don't care. I don't need someone to be like, "Hey, bro, you're so ripped." Don't care. Now, do I want my wife to be absolutely enamored and proud of the man she walks with? Yes. I want. I, I want to see her light up and be like, "Yep, that's my husband." Right. I want my kids to be like, "Dude, my dad. Look at him. Look at my dad." Dad, teach me. Teach me everything. You're, you know what? Look at you. Look at you. You got the house. You got the money. You got the body. You treat us right. We're, we have fun. You and your you and mom have a great relationship. Like, teach me how to be a man so that when, when I speak, they listen. They listen. It's good. So people say, well, you don't have to have money and you don't have to have abs. You know, cool. Your kids will find someone else to follow. Yep. That's the message. Create the undeniable man so that we can truly lead. This triggers people because they're like, I'm genetically, I can't do that. Nope, you're wrong. 
You can be your best self. You choose not to. Yeah, but I'm stuck in this job. Quit the job. I can't quit. I got to pay the bills. Work at night developing high-income skills so you can escape. It'll only take you a couple of years. Awesome. Make the sacrifices necessary. Stop fearing the work. Stop fearing being tired. Stop fearing being hungry. Give it all away. Exactly. It's all fear. Right. Fear takes energy too, right? That's why I love what you said. It's like you recognize there's something in you that is taking your power. And what I love about you, again, there's so many things I, I love about your presence because you're obviously a man of faith and spirituality. You're obviously um, just so passionate about leading a group. But the way that you do that is so unique um, that I, I think that's why it, people resonate with you. But to your point, if something's taking away Kyle's power, like it's done. You, you will not allow it to happen. And I think a lot of people, male, female, but in this context, fatherhood, like you, you watch the external pressures of life start to like, to do that to people. Right. And I live in an amazing community and we'll walk around and it's like, I see people and I know on the outside, it looks really, they look happy. And then I know, you know, you know how that story plays out inside. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Kyle, you probably have, but I started to feel like I'm around people all the time, but I feel like I can't connect to any of them. Like these people don't have the same type of goals as me. And it makes me feel like such a freaking weirdo. Thank God I married also a weirdo. And then we find people like you and I'm like, okay, maybe we're all a little weird and we all have shit we want to do in life. And that's kind of what this podcast was born out of is like those parents who are looking to connect with people like you who've already done it. Okay. So I bring this back. You have people who obviously know that they're giving away their power to other things, things that are not serving them. What are some of the like common, um, like hurdles you have to get through? Cause I know I, I, I can already see it not only with your sales background, but also cause I'm in sales and I just know psychology. I'm sure they know that they need help, but there's something that like, that doesn't want to make them take the pun, the plunge, right? Like I putting myself first, whatever the excuse is, how do you as a leader help them push through that so that they can really be all in for themselves and show up? And of course it's going to help their families. How does that look? Yeah. Every person is a little different because like the world needs average men too. Right. So like, I can't, like when someone's kind of got it together, I can't crush them into wanting to be elite. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they have to have this seed of desire where like they're dying inside because they only make half a million a year and, and they're, they only have upper abs and like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. Or, and, and their connection with God is like ish. Right. Right. Or their, their marriage is, oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. I'm like, ooh. Like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, my marriage is great. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been working on my marriage a long time, and I know we have one of the best relationships on the planet. And I would tell you when you ask me, how's your marriage? I'd probably tell you all the problems we have first. So when someone's like, oh, no, we got it. We got that dial. I'm like, oh, <laughs> your marriage sucks. You're like, no, it's good. I'm like, you don't even know because you haven't seen it. You haven't felt it. You have no idea what's in the tank. And so there are people that are drifting thinking they're fine when they're actually miserable. And so my job is to try to show them that by asking the questions to break down what it is they truly want. Yeah. And sometimes you can find it and then wrap it around kind of their life and show it to them. Sometimes, sometimes they just can't see it. That's okay. Now yeah. there are people that are in a place where they're miserable and you can sense it. Now, when that person's miserable and I question them about their life and they're like, I just can't even look at myself in the mirror. I'm so depressed. Me and my wife fight all the time. I can't connect with her. I don't feel like the leader to my kids. I'm like, check, 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 check. I'm about to put my fist in your neck and make you make a decision. And it's going to be very uncomfortable because the more in pain they are, the more they need me to force the demon out of them. So like on the call, like you're going to make a decision. You're either going to say yes, or you're going to run because you, we all know what you want. And this we've all proven. I've already proven that what happens when you come here, you win period. And so you will get what you want if you come with us. But there's always that thing. A lot of times it's it's just fear of failure. Just fear. Yeah, fear of failure is huge. But what they don't understand, they're already failing. Like you're already in failure. So if you try and go back to where you were, at least you tried. And just so you know, 
once I sink my teeth into you, don't escape. We come get you. So like, you, you can't get away from us. You'll be forced to win. And they're like, but, and then that brings up the next thing. Okay, well, if I'm afraid of failure, is it that I'm afraid of failure or is it that I don't want to stop or cut back on my drinking because that I know I'm going to have to do, right? Or, man, you know, I really enjoy those meals at, in the middle of the night. I have my night meals. It's always something small. Like, do I not get Reese's peanut butter cups anymore? Like, literally, these stupid things are holding people back from, like, massive wealth connection with God. God will not connect with you if he's telling you don't eat those Reese's and you do. He won't. He'll stop. Okay, that's all you get. And then you'll read your Bible and you'll spout things and you'll talk in church and you'll be stagnant forever. And all you had to do is be like, okay, you told me not to eat these anymore. Those are gone. On the other side of that is this massive spiritual growth. But people won't listen because they're like, well, no, I mean, that doesn't say that in the Bible. But he spoke directly to you. It's an inclining. It's, it's a prompting. We all know it. Anyone listening to this, I can say, what's that thing that's holding you back right now that you haven't given up or done? Everyone goes, Boop, I know what it is. Yeah. We all know. Of course. It's my, my goddamn macros. It's my macros. It's like, cool. You got now you all eat all clean, but now your macros are loose. You're not counting. Now, do I does, do I think God needs everyone to count macros? No. <laughs> not the point. The point is for me, that is my message. You have a message. Everyone has a message of what they must do next. And we already know what it is, but we are not willing to do it. Or we try, slip, try, slip, try, slip. Here's the answer. Keep trying. Yeah. The answer, keep showing up to practice. Amen. I love it. I'm gonna call the I'm gonna call the thumbnail on this podcast is gonna be God wants you to count your macros. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking a second ago about um, okay, with this journey, like specifically um with fatherhood. So I have a few questions, but can you tie in some of your um some of your wins or what you've seen people transform specifically as it relates to fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, God, we can just even, we can even read through them. Like if you go to my Instagram, I have so many testimonials. I mean, the one that we just put on this morning, I mean, is this going to be on YouTube? Yes. Okay. So, I'll see if I can get that on the screen. I'll block it if you want me to. That's awesome. So, no, I'm saying you can. I just I just didn't know if your people are going to see. So if you're listening to this, you know, I've got full dad bod to absolutely shredded, right? Cool. Physical transformation. Well, then you read what he says. He says, I was an average man drifting through a great life that I was taking for granted. I was selfish and entitled. I was completely hollow on the inside and filled and I filled that void with anything I could keep at arm's reach. Weed, alcohol, food, mindless and unhealthy screen time. I was a vacuum for short-term pleasures. Anything to numb the uncomfortable feelings of apathy, depression, and anxiety that I lived with daily. I was breaking from the inside out. The life and family I built around me was slipping away. I found superhuman fathers and it was as if a higher power was pulling me to join this group of elite high level men, this group of savages, this group of men who are living it. They gave me the blueprint and the tools to change my identity. They changed me to create a vision and live by my own personal values and standards. They encouraged me to be in service of my family and others. And this group of men steals any excuses you might have in the process. Love this. That's what this is, a process. And now I'm living, it's part of me, through a disciplined life of non-negotiable habits and small wins that compound over time. I create the man I must become for my family. I start from zero every day and gain wisdom and lessons through my failures along the way. That's incredible. That's one of hundreds. This is, it's, it's amazing. And I'm thinking like I'm internalizing what that means to this guy's family. Right. And, and how that guy shows up differently as a father. Um, a second ago, we were talking about fear and how fear stops you from making choices. Fear stops you from, you know, even taking the, the intuition that, you know, you need to do something and doing it. And I would actually almost say that it's fear coupled with lack of confidence or um, external low of control. Right. Fear coupled with not knowing how to win. And as a parent, we talked about this a lot on the podcast, like we are trying to 
show our kids, like we're trying to um, protect them from failure. And I think that is the biggest disservice that we can do to our children. Oh, yes. I want them to learn how to fail often, fail fast, learn yeah. what they need to understand, and then keep going. Because, like, you know, even as simple as a, a kid trying to walk, like they fail 8,000 times before they take their first step. But why do we think now that we're adults and we have mortgages that we're any different, right? Like yeah. we've lost what it means to be human in that way. And so yeah. I love that you're tying this back and you're giving people, one, fear is an external circumstance and I do not allow that to control me and giving them that uh, model. And then two, like you help build that confidence up, but you have to fail. You have to be willing to fail. Yeah. Because the perfection's crap. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of changed the word to, to slip because people's like, they, they say failure. I say failure is a lie. It's not real. As long as you keep trying and keep showing up, you don't fail. It was a slip. We're climbing up this muddy mountain and it's slippery and we slip. And, and if you're climbing up a mountain with your buddies and your buddy slips, and like falls, you know, not like into a crevasse and dies, but like yeah. just slips and like falls down and gets muddy. We're going to laugh at him and he's going to laugh and be like, oh, fuck, damn it. Ah, and then we're going to just keep climbing up the mountain. Right. So if we use that concept in our group where if someone has a drink and they said they weren't going to we're like, oh, fuck, it got you. Cool. Just, let's hop no. back. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It got me. Got me the other day, too. We're good. Let's roll. You know, no yeah. big deal. Show them that it's, it's okay. Well, it's been seventy days. Seventy days since I drank and I ruined it all. Shut up. Yeah. Fucking who cares how many days? It's, it's, we're making shit up. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, you had a drink. It's a chemical. It's not even bad. It's like it's not bad or good. It's a trade off. You chose that moment to trade off. And what did you learn? You learned that the trade off wasn't worth it. Again, you were reminded. Right. Perfect. It's called a lesson. You are not a bad person. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, can you tell us, or tell, like, specifically for the fathers listening, and I definitely want to reach out to your wife to learn about her like uh, female version of this program, but tell us a little bit about how it operates, um, you know, like the, the community, the calls, the coaching. I want to learn more about uh, how it's structured. Yeah. So the crazy thing is it was created with no frameworks no structure, no curriculum, just straight feeling. That's how it was created. Now, obviously, as we've grown, we've, we've, we've started to have more structure, but we still are in this vein of being guided. So like, like I, I this morning's Zoom call, uh, we call them roundtables. It's, uh, it's this morning is Monday, so it's Atolls Anonymous. And technically, it's based off of anger. You know, we're all recovering alcohol. Uh, Assholes is the joke, you know, like I am Kyle, I'm, I'm an asshole. And, uh, and, and, and we all have that in us. So it, it resonates with everyone. Right. And so, uh, in this morning's call, I was going to give a discourse on freedom that I spent like three hours breaking down and writing this morning. Um, yes, yes. Three hours this morning before I went to the gym at five 30. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, 11 for you, 10 for you right now. Yeah. So like, understand, like we're doing this at such a high level that like whatever is required, we will do. If that takes sleep or food or whatever from us, like we're just listening and acting. Um, I totally got off topic. Where were we going with this? Oh, yeah, I was. So I was I was giving uh, I was going to give that discourse and my brother started starts the meeting was just dropping bombs. Like he was talking about the statement that um, no one is coming to save you, which is a powerful statement. And it's good. It's good to internalize that. But he took it an up step further and he goes, we are. We're coming to save you. <laughs> so he hijacked the whole conversation. Okay. And then the hands went up and then it just turned into a roundtable conversation about that concept that, man, to not be alone. Wow. Wow. That's important for guys. This is so important. It's, it's amazing. Like you look at other cultures and other um, times in our history. And I, I did this a lot when we were pregnant and when we adopted Shekinah. And it's like, parents, parenthood, the, the family unit, it's so different now. And when you look at 
how we used to operate and thrive. Like I think about even back to the, you know, Egyptian Greek days where they're like, everything's like huddled in circles. And then you kind of take that knowledge. We need to do that. Like we're connected with technology, but if we don't have the opportunity to have one-on-one workthroughs where we can break through what's, what's holding us back, we'll never be able to move forward. And I don't think people do that, right? I think people numb themselves and they don't have those hard conversations. They don't. And no one's there to challenge them. And no one actually really gives a shit. And that's the problem. Even at church, you go to church and it's like mask, 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 mask. Everyone's like, people are going through the same thing. And it's not their fault. It's just culturally, that's just everyone's been trained that way. Instead of like going into like church and being like, hey, um, I only looked at porn two times last week. I'm doing better. Or like, hey, uh, so like we've been punching each other in the face and we can't stop. Like that happens in the church, but no one's talking about it. We're just reading scriptures and like, where's the real stuff, right? Oh, you need a counselor. Well, isn't that what that's for? To like go to a place where you can be honest and share what's going on in your life. Right. You know, so we're not a church. Don't get me wrong. Superhuman Fathers is a for-profit coaching business. And I am building my kingdom by coaching men to free them from themselves. But there's no question that I feel called to do this. Yeah. And that's, I think, the point you were making. Like, you have your idea for structure, but you have a fair amount of intuition to just say, what is going to allow me to serve our community the best? And Uh, if that's out of left field, then so be it. We go left field. Question. I'm sorry. I get so ADD. You're good. It's all good. No, I think you you did it. (laughs) But we have an app that delivers workouts. We have people report their nutrition every single day to our coaches. So like, you know what you're going to do every time you go in the gym, it's important. But then we just put that to the side because to me, that's easy. Once you get the mind and the heart right and the spirit right, then you're going to do your workouts. You're going to wake up, you're going to go to the gym, you're going to do your workouts, you're going to do your personal development in the morning so that you can spend a really powerful day at work making money for your family and then come home with presence and fire and give all this energy to your wife and your kids. That's the goal like that's what we want to create and we want to create that so you're consistent with it like we said in character as much of the time as possible and so we do our marriage mastery calls and curriculum on saturday assholes anonymous on monday transformation tuesday on tuesday and then we read a book together every wednesday thursday we have two groups the order of the warrior monk is an invite only group when people have truly committed themselves to the process i will invite them into the order that's that's my group um and uh and and then we have the vikings that's the big boys you come in and you're 240 plus you're a viking and we have a lot of respect for our vikings especially when our vikings become warrior monks and then they call themselves they made this up they call themselves berserkers when you're a viking warrior monk you become a berserker and you're like, you have like, like ultimate respect in the brotherhood. Like he's a, that, he's a fucking berserker, dude. Because you'll see a guy, he's ripped. He's like 175 pounds. He's a berserker. That means at some point, that dude was probably 300 pounds. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So berserkers have come a long way to find. And they always have this incredible intuition and ability to like share philosophy at a deep level. Because they had to go deep to get themselves out of that hole. So they're like our wisest people, the berserkers. Awesome. And then we've created, we also have a business mastermind on Fridays along with our first responder group. They have their own group as well on Fridays. I've also opened up the Warrior Monk Council. That is a higher end group. Um, It's $32,000 a year. They come to my house every six weeks. And you have to earn your way into that spot. Like you have to at least be in the order of the Warrior Monk in order to be even considered to be in the council. Um, because those are like the people I want to be around that are going to push me to the next level. So right now, we only have four members of the council. A year from now, we'll probably have 60. That's awesome. So, But I'm very, very picky. And if someone wants to come into the council and they're not ready yet, then I will help them get ready. Because that's going to be pressure to, to really go deep. For sure. Yeah. And I, I'd like that you, I like the structure. I like to ask these type of questions because when someone is as intentional as you with the way that they design their life, um, you can understand that you're not just going to take something that you've seen and watch and repeat it. You're going to really run it through the, like the filter of you and you're going to come up with some pretty cool shit. 
And that's why I wanted to ask more about the structure. Um, and I love how it's centered. You mentioned at the onset of the call that you speak a lot to entrepreneurs, like those people who are drawn to you and then also civil servants. So I like that you give each a forum um, for them to learn from one another uh, because we only know what we're exposed to. And so as we get exposed to more, it can like the rising tide rises all, all ships kind of thing. And um, I also really love the bit about people becoming like leaders within, within the brotherhood and uh, how they're looked upon as like, you know, the wise men, the people who've used, they've gone through the, uh, the, the fire so much that yeah. now they get to share their knowledge. And that's so empowering. That's leading, right? So it was really cool. I appreciate you walking me through that. I was, I was curious. Yeah. And it'll be always be adding more into it. Like we're, we're, we're already, we're also building a course that will be kind of, that'll be hands off maybe one zoom call a week that'll teach the superhuman father's principles so that we can reach the even deeper into the darkness to help elevate them into the brotherhood and then get them ready to go to the council. So that's like the customer journey, right? It's like if I can get a guy who's broke, fat, angry, abusive, and have him a couple years later in my council seat, that like this incredibly powerful, dangerous, wise, rich man that is, only interested in doing good in the world and showing up for his family. We're starting to make a dent. I love it. I love it. And you're getting hit up, man. This guy's so popular. His DMs blowing up right now. I love it. <laughs> okay. I have, I have uh, two final questions for you. One is um, going to be triggering, but that's why I want to ask you, how do you, uh, how do you respond when people talk to you about like uh, comfort zones or the fact that you give up so much sleep? What is your, what is your response to those, uh, like, they, they, well, they're right. Like, you need sleep. You do. Um, I, I look at it a couple ways. Like, I was in the firehouse not sleeping sometimes three, four days running calls. And so when I got out, I was like, this is so much sleep. Like, so, you know, I, I would set my alarm back a little further, a little further, a little further. And, um, and my coach, Wes Watson, he uh, he's always been a 245 guy. So at some point I was like, well, I don't, I'll just get up with him, man. Like, then I can, like... He doesn't need me, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm here with you, bro. I got you. You know what I mean? So, and he, like, he's such an important character in my life um, that it is an honor for me to have those hard wake ups and know that, you know, he's in San Diego too. So, like, I know at that moment he's, he's getting up and fucking getting after it too. So, um, but, you know, I, and it's not that crazy. I go to bed at like 9 30, 10. So, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely like sleep deprivation a little bit for sure. But I get more than I did before. And two, like I got five, I got five kids. I've got my wife. I've got, and I'm, I'm literally leading a movement that I want to take over the world with. So, like, if you're going to do that, there has to be sacrifice made. And if that has some sort of uh, effect on my later years, um, I've accepted that. It's Aubrey. I, I, no, it was Alex Ramosi, right? When him and Layla were like thinking about really scaling and he was like not really into it. Um, they were having dinner with somebody. I should remember their names. I, I can like see their faces. And they basically said like, he's like, yeah, but then you have to do all this and this. And we know Alex. Alex is freaking amazing, right? And, and the people he, were, he was counseling with is like, yeah. And if that's the sacrifice that I need to have the impact I want to have in the world, then so be it. And it was about like living publicly and putting your face out there. And so Alex like leaned in and he was like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go. And obviously you've seen what's happened to Alex since then. Um, but, I, but I just love it, right? It's like just showing up for yourself. I had to ask that question because that's me. Like when, I, when my kids are sleeping, like that's when I'm working. And I always get like the, I always get like the off DMs about that. I'm like, you know what? There'll be a day where I can't sleep eight hours a day. But and then I say, show me your life and show me your life and, and show me if that's what I want. Exactly. And 100% of the time I go, I don't want to be you. Like you didn't sleep more. I'm like, no, I don't because what you're showing is not what I want at all. So I'm going to keep doing my thing and following the people that I follow. Exactly. You're true North. I always love that conversation too, because it goes into like scientific to spiritual. It's like scientifically you have to do this because of X, Y, and Z and telomere lengths and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're also subscribing to the spiritual part, I can just override that shit with my mind, right? Like, let's go. Like, I'm fine. I have to also, exercise has been proven to negate the effects of lack of sleep a ton. Also, you're talking to a guy that doesn't even eat rice because I was told by God not to. So it's like, <laughs> like there's no science behind rice being bad for you. In fact, I would say it's actually really good carbohydrate that most people should use. 
but I had an inclination at a moment at one of our masterminds where I was reaching for a piece of sushi and it was like, nope, not for you. You don't get rice anymore. And I was like, not anymore like ever. And it's like, no, never. You don't eat rice ever again. I was like, copy, you're giving me an opportunity to leverage discipline right now. I appreciate that. I will wow. take, thank you. That takes a very, very solid foundation of a human being for sure. And you know what you recognize in it? It's not a personal thing. It's not an anti-Kyle thing. It's a, you want to level up. I'm showing you a weakness to see what you, how you respond to it. Right. That's amazing. And maybe it was my own voice. Yeah. And maybe so I'm what? crazy, but guess what I get from it? A psychotic amount of discipline that yeah. will help me take over the world and get everything that I want. Hey, so depending on what you subscribe to, they're one and the same, man. Your your inclinations and our connection with God. So hey, depends on what you subscribe to. Oh, I had a um a hypnotherapist on the other day. It was hilarious, Kyle. We went down this rabbit hole about like psychosis, and we're all psychotic, right? So it was just like if you're say if your psychosis is within the normal levels and you can like work and function and feed your family, it's okay. But like we all have these tendencies. And you talked about that earlier on the call. That was so good. Okay, so my last I have two questions left. My last question, and then I want you to just tell people where they can find you, is um I always like to have our speakers tell us one tip that uh, the listeners can take into their life immediately to start to see a difference um, in the way that they're showing up, the way that they feel. It can be anything. Just one tip. Uh, if you were to take one thing away from today, what, what would it be? What would you recommend? Our, our slogan is mantra, I guess you could say, or motto. Uh, we do the most, we need the least. And if you can understand that and let that soak into your spirit and realize like you need nothing from anyone ever, you are enough. You don't need anything. You don't need pleasure. You don't need food. You don't need sleep. You don't need money. You don't need love. This one always gets people. You don't even need God. And when I say that, people are like, you, that's sacrilegious. And I'm like, no, 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 that's gratitude. I'm here. Tell me what to do. And I accept everything and I'm willing, ultimately willing. I don't need anything from you. You've already given me everything. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Right? Yeah. And so I would say, take that slogan, motto, pick it apart and see how you can come at your marriage that way. I'm here to serve you. I need nothing from you. Wow. Nothing. Yes. That's unconditional. I love that. That's true unconditional love in my, in my opinion. I'm here only to serve and not require anything. And obviously in turn, you're going to get so much out and you will be grateful for everything that you get in your life. That's awesome. Okay, Kyle, for those of uh, you know of our audience who don't know you yet, where can they find you? Um, are you accepting people into uh, the brotherhood? Give us some of that good stuff. Yeah, we we don't play games and say, I'm looking for five fathers that are high-level entrepreneurs. So much marketing is lies. Won't subscribe to it, nor will when you DM me, will you be talking to someone pretending to be me? It'll be me. Or if you text my phone number that I give out, if that's my cell phone. It will be me. Um, Superhuman Fathers, uh, at Superhuman Fathers on Instagram is probably your best place to get to know me. I am on YouTube as well. We're doing a lot of long-form stuff now. Superhuman Fathers on YouTube, uh, TikTok and Facebook as well. Um, and then you can go to superhumanfathers.com to apply for the Brotherhood. And uh, all are invited to join the Brotherhood. And we will have an interview with you. And make sure that we see eye to eye because you got to be our people for this to make sense. Otherwise, you're just going to come in and be a problem. And so, and I have no, I have no problem when a problem child shows up, giving them their money back, kicking them out immediately without even a second chance because we don't like. There, I cannot have bad energy here. Yeah, it's very. I got to give clear expectations up front so people know exactly how they need to come at each other. This morning, one of the guys says, uh, he says, I'm Catholic. So, you know, I you, I believe you have to work your way into heaven. And I was like, ah, there's a trigger point for a bunch of guys. And I was like, how many how many here are triggered by that statement? And, you know, and a couple of guys raised their hand. I was like, that's because you think you know it all and you're selfish. Let him believe what he believes. He's becoming a better man. Relax. Stop. Stop trying to force your beliefs on people. You actually don't even know. You just feel it and you think. And that works for you. Perfect. 
If that's true, at some point you will be guided into the truth, correct? So be patient. I love that. So good. So we don't argue like that. We discuss, but we, there's no judgment in our group. But you believe what you want. You can be as crazy as you want. We want authenticity. That's yeah. it. But those are the places to find me. Um, and uh, appreciate it. That was a really fun conversation. Yeah, this is great because I obviously met you in a business context and um, just really appreciate the way you and your wife show up. So I, I wanted to kind of pull the veil behind it a little bit, learn a little bit more about you guys as parents and what you're doing. So thanks for being here, Kyle. I appreciate it. Uh, parents, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you showing up week after week. What I love about this is like we have so many different types of speakers, right? Sometimes it's very like nurturing conversation. Today's was like in your face hard and that was freaking awesome. And I needed that. I'm get my ass to the gym. <laughs> I'm very appreciative of it. Um, but I know Kyle personally and his wife, uh, we had a, we were in the gym at the same time and got to chat with them and they're amazing people. So, um, I love the way you guys are showing up in this world, Kyle parents. We appreciate you guys being here. You guys know the deal every week we'll be here. And until the next perfect time, you guys stay beautiful and stay inspired. See you guys.